Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sift Spoil. Um, We're going to chat first about spoilers from the movie that we talked about first. Serenity. Which is Serenity. We're going to do Serenity now. <laughs> that was a really good Seinfeld pool. Yeah, thanks. Serenity now. Hoochie mama. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, spoiler alert. We're going to talk spoilers, and if you haven't seen the movie, uh, you probably don't want to hear them, because one, it might ruin the movie for you, who knows, but also we'll probably jump around and stuff, so it might not make a lot of sense. Uh, spoiler alert, it's so, all a video game. Yeah. Which created I, by a, a boy. Which I really thought was a cool twist. In in his room. Yep. Um, the movie starts zooming into his eyeball. Yeah. Um, and I was already on alert. I was like, well, that's an interesting choice. To zoom in on this eye, um, it didn't uh-huh. look like Matthew McConaughey's eye. It didn't. So let me say this: I missed the first two minutes of this movie because ah, I was running late. A little bit of extra information now. Yeah. So there we go. I walked in as McConaughey was trying to reel in that tune. Oh, that was such a good scene. It was. So, okay, so we'll, we'll hit some of the specific things that we couldn't quite talk about in the overall review, but I will just say this about the overall twist of it being a video game. The The reason it really is a negative for me in the movie is because it takes everything that the movie was trying to say about Matthew McConaughey's character, and Hathaway's character, Jason Clark's character, and it makes it completely all in the mind of a character we don't really know much about. So not only does it steal, for me, the um, the empathy and care I have for the characters in the video game, because they're just characters in a video game, it leaves me without understanding enough about the empathy of the boy behind it. And I get that some of what he's doing in this video game is related to his real life, Right? Like he's dealing with an abusive father who he wants to kill, who he does kill. Yeah, he does. By the way. And then, uh, okay, we'll get to that weird ending here in a second. But great ending. Okay, we'll get to that great ending here in a second. 
for Andrew. Uh, but it, it just it left me once I knew what was going on, which again was was fairly. Once we saw the boy and she talked about him being good at computer stuff, I was like, oh, I get it. He's he's programming all this. Like the, the clues are enough there that if something clicks in your brain, I think you're gonna see it. Well, thanks for making me feel dumb. <laughs> well, you missed the first part, so there's that. Yeah. And like I've said many times, it's not a dumb or smart thing. It's just it's a click thing that's different, right? Like sometimes yeah. it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. Um. So, but once it did, I was just like, why do I even, why do I even care about this Anne Hathaway character that's a video game character that is, you know, speaking like a video game character, performing like a video game character, the Diane Lane, right? Yeah. So weird to have, what, what is this game where he's programming his dad to have sex? Well, yeah. Pro, well, programming him to... Like a chase the cat game? Is that what it was? And when he finds the cat, he gets to go have sex with Diane Lane? Or Yeah. I, like, and the point of the game was supposed to be a fishing game. Yeah. But why is he creating a fishing game in the first place? I think what he's doing is that he's reprogramming an existing game. I okay. Think, I think that Plymouth, the game, was a thing. And that he's so good with computers, he's reprogramming see, it to focus. Because when no, you because when you see like the map of Plymouth, it's hand drawn. Like when you see all the stuff he's like on his board, it's obvious he's creating yeah, this that's stuff. That's true. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It just it felt very strange to me that this boy who, I mean, at best is, are we gonna say thirteen? Yeah. And at youngest, maybe eleven, is is designing a game in this way to act out about i don't know it just it, it felt very strange to me i got a more god and adam sort of thing and i found i found it interesting that they were tw twisting it that it was the son creating the father as opposed to the you know the, sure. the father creating sure. the son but going to how for you the realization negated any true you know desire or meaning empathy for yeah empathy. i just didn't care about the characters anymore see i never looked at it that way i looked at it more as this is anne hathaway is the mother and i know we're supposed to but like literally this is like what they wanted like in his mind he is creating a scenario where everything i didn't look at it really as a video game as so much as in his mind, this is the fantasy he wants to become a reality. He wants his dad to still be alive. He didn't mm -hmm. want his dad to die. He wants them to, you know, live on this happy island where they can go fishing all the time or anything. But there is an element in his life, being the stepfather, that is keeping this fantasy from, you know, fully realizing itself. And he wrote a scene where his abusive father beats his mom into the video game like but see that's the thing it's that's the element of his life because i i never lived in an abusive family or anything sure. like that but i imagine that no matter how hard you try to create a fantasy world or whatever or an escape that there's always that looming element that you can't escape until in this movie, he actually does something about it, right. um, and then he can somehow find peace. And I, for some reason, it just really spoke to me, man. Like I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, I have 
so many thoughts. I'll just follow them as they come to me. Cool. Um, we're talking about the end. He does murder his abusive stepfather. Yes. Um, we see him in detainment. Yes. After that. There is a moment where then he calls his fake dad in the game somehow to be with him. And now they're going to be together forever. Are we supposed to feel good about this kid? Like, uh, here's what I want to know. Are I we did. Sp- you feel good for him. Yeah. In prison, going crazy, apparently. Okay, so I think, I'm trying, I think I'm we're having figure... different. I think we're having different thoughts on. Yeah, yeah. Tell me what's happening. What you think is happening there at the what end? What I thought was happening is yes, he actually does kill his father, who is beating not only him but right. also his mother. Um, in very unpopular opinion, I'm right with that. Um, and then him going into the uh, detention psychiatric center or whatever sure. to be evaluated. I didn't see it more as he was going crazy. And that he actually was literally calling his dad in the game. At that point, it goes back to my thought that the video game was just really an engine for his imagination. And that at the end, we're not seeing in the video game, we're seeing the imagination of him talking to his dad saying, hey, I'm coming to visit you. So he can find solace in his mind, not in a video game anymore, of him being with his father and stuff like that. You could consider that going crazy, whereas I just consider it to, you know, just imagine you're in a world where everything is okay, which we all do. So I I think you could even see it as uh, that he had to invent the game to give himself the uh, freedom and strength to break the rules and kill his stepdad, right? Because yes. that's, that's the whole thing about what's going on there, yeah. right? So I, I totally get that. What I... What I don't understand or, or where I disagree is that I think the end means that that kid is screwed, like, forever. Like, he's a mess. It's over for him. And I don't know what I'm supposed to be. Well, they said that he was being released back into the care of his mom. Right. No, I know. But the okay. look on his... You, you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of the end of Psycho. It reminded me of the look on Norman Bates's face where it's like, oh, they're lost. Like, they don't know the difference between reality and imagination anymore and the place they i mean this is different than psycho but in this movie the place he had to go to do what he did has messed him up forever i thought that's what the movie was trying to say which is fine a movie can say a movie doesn't have to have you know puppy dogs and roses at the end every time sure um it could be about the reality of you know how messed up humanity can be but i did think that's what it was saying and maybe i'm wrong maybe we just disagree yeah but do you think that the movie is talking about, in a very subtle way, what is reality? Is reality what we want it to be? What we can create physically? Sure. Or I think it wants to. Yeah, I think it wants to do some of that. So, like, it can be argued that he did create his own utopia and that he is choosing to stay there. Which, in a way, can be beautiful, you know? Right. To stay with your father or you know create or get your family back together in some way you know and if that you choose that to be your reality and it's not healthier i don't i if it's better for you then i'd say more power to you who am i to tell you what to do as long as i was about to say as long as you're not hurting anybody but uh, (laughs) there's definitely some hurting there's just some hurting going on there but at the same time that dude Bad, bad Jason well, Clark. Bad Jason Clark. Okay, bad Jason Clark. But guess who we never meet or see 
or no, the real stepdad and the real mom. I think that Anne Hathaway is like, that's really what she looks like. And Jason Clark is really what the stepdad looks like. Okay, fine. Even if it's what they look like, guess who we never meet? We know it is. We know that's what the mom looks like because we see pictures of Anne Hathaway with the young boy. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they look like them, but we never meet those actual people. What I'm trying to say here is we know so little about his actual situation. All we know is what he imagines his situation to be. All we know, in fact, all we know is a secondhand metaphorical imagination of what he he thinks of his situation. So we know that he has an abusive stepdad because we can hear them fighting in the background, but that's the only real piece of reality that we have here to justify, you know, a, a homicide, right? Like that's that's the only like we don't know. I don't know enough about the the reality of the situation to feel anything about it. Well, that's interesting because he, I just took that as he's the narrator of this film, and in a, as a narrator in a film, you always take what they say to be as true. They are the storyteller. But see, I think it may be saying he's an unreliable narrator. I never that's, got that. Okay. Maybe that's the difference right there. You see him as a potential unreliable narrator, whereas I see him as not God, but uh, well, right. he is the creator of this world, so I guess in some metaphorical way you could call yeah. him that. But I always found him as the reliable narrator. Like, this is the situation he's in. This is exactly what his stepdad's like. This is exactly what the stepmother's going through. This was what his father was like before he... Mm-hmm you know, died in the war. So, yes, they are projections mm-hmm. of from his mind, but I always took it as this is exactly who they are. So you think in real life, his dad is, what, a mob guy, right? Wasn't that who he was in the... What? In the video game? He was like a big mob boss and had millions of dollars. I mean, they were offering him millions of dollars to take, and they didn't look like they lived in a rich house. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wait, what? The stepdad? The stepdad, yeah. I thought, yeah. So you, th- you, so you think that's actually his stepdad is like a connected, you know, crime guy, and I never they're rich. Heard, I never heard anything about him being connected or in crime. I thought that oh, yeah. he was really wealthy. Yeah. Did when did Anna Hathaway tell him that on the boat or something? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Now, I, I could be wrong. We've both only seen it once. But that, that was definitely my impression coming away. So I, I feel like he's taking liberties with these characters. They're not like one-to-one examples. Um, let's talk about some other stuff. Okay. Because I think we've kind of covered that. Do you want to mm. talk more about the old man and the sea element of the movie? Um, we can. Was there something spoiler-wise you wanted to mention about that? Uh, in In cons, I really wish that the movie had focused a little bit more on that. Yeah. Because that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to actually see an old man in the sea movie. Yeah. That'd be really good. Well, it's, it's interesting. See, that's, <clears throat> that's where the movie gets lost for me when it goes away from that, because there is something beautiful about realizing that's a video game. Like that, that the supernatural mystical parts of this man's journey, you know, the idea that there's always this bird, that's flying when he knows the fish is nearby. Like that's a video game clue, right? Like yeah. that's that's a that's kind of cool. I like yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, but then the the movie becomes disinterested in that game and starts to tell us that he's 
programming different things than were origin than he originally programmed, and then all of a sudden we're getting into distractions for me of okay do you know where i really locked in how early was it i kind of knew what was going on and then when this happened i was like oh yeah this is a video game um the first time the rules runs up on the dock and is like oh that's two minutes later than it's supposed to be or whatever i was like okay confirmed video game how early was that i can't remember but that's when i was 100 percent sure we were in a video game yeah that was i wouldn't say fairly maybe right before two-thirds of the way into the movie that feels right. It feels yeah. about halfway to me, but yeah, yeah, something like that. That character is just my like messes with my head. There's a there's in a good way a, or a good, bad way. Bad way. There's a character in his video game that is called the rules, or is that just a visual representation? It's a visual embodiment of okay, the rules fine. of the game. So when Matthew McConaughey can't get up till his alarm goes off and he's trying to get up, yeah, why can't he get up? Because of the rules, right? So why isn't that guy have his hand on Matthew McConaughey's head at that moment? You understand what I'm saying? Like, the rules exist beyond that character, and yet he's a character called the rules, and he has this whole conversation with McConaughey about breaking the rules and changing himself. Possibly, this is just a hypothetical. Again, I'm just saying it breaks my brain trying to think of... To make the metaphor work or to make the video game aspect of it work. This is just me, what I thought of, and I could totally be wrong on this. Sure. As the game is being rewritten, he's given more freedom to do different things. So, as the son is reprogramming the game. The rules character is or the McConaughey character? As or the, both? As the son is reprogramming the game it gives mcconaughey more freedoms than the set routines he is able to do okay. and as things are being rewritten like uh not being able to turn right at the stoplight or to get out of bed those are being rewritten to give him the freedom to do what the son wants him to do as opposed to what the game is programmed for him to do mm-hmm does that make sense well i i understand what you're saying i just saying in a real video game environment it just would be so different. Like it just wouldn't work that way. There would, I, like, f- uh, give you another instance. Okay. The side characters, the you the know, demon Hansu and then the young boy. Sure. Yeah. Or or even the uh, you know the lady at the fish shop. The you know that bake new, shop. Yeah. That are trying to s- tell him, no, you need to go do this. You need to go do yeah. that. The NPCs. The NPCs. They don't act like actual NPCs would act if. A character was breaking the rule. How would they even know a character was breaking the rules? Why would that even be something they knew about? You know, it's just, it's weird to think, okay, so he's reprogramming, what, just one character and then the others aren't aware, but then they somehow are aware to tell him not to do it. Or he's reprogramming the whole game and he's reprogramming those other characters to tell him not to do it when he knows that's what he wants them to do. Like, it just... It broke my mind trying to actually think of this as a video game. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just it, it was just difficult for me, and and that gets very distracting to me because I want it to work. You know, I want the world to work, um, and so it became a little bit of a mess. Okay. For me. Fair enough. That whole thing. Um, anything else that we specifically mentioned <sighs> that we wanted to talk about? It seems like there was a lot. Um, there is a lot in this movie. <laughs> there really is. Um, but going back to what I said in podcast proper about, you know, like he can't have Diamond Hansu on the boat because 
it's bad luck and stuff like that. And right. I, at first, I'm like, wow, that's a really crappy thing to say to somebody. <laughs> sure. But when you realize that you have to build up certain stats for this character in order for him to catch the fish, he, fish he has right. to have. He has to go on this day, win the birds in the air, with this specific NPC character, mm-hmm. that's when you unlock the ability to catch the fish. All that starts making sense, and I'm really fascinated to go back and watch it again with that knowledge this mm-hmm. is a video game to see... All the stuff I've probably even looked overlooked, you know, once I, in my memory, I'm like, oh, so yeah, that was obviously an NPC. And I'm starting to think now, because in podcast prop, we talked about that one scene where he's walking down towards the cliffs and um, the camera starts tweaking Yeah, I wanted to talk about that, yeah. I think that's when the sun, now that I think about it, is starting to alter that world. And that's a visual representation of him changing the code. It could be. I just thought it was another clue to that it was a video game. I actually, like I said, I kind of like that part because it's so very um, reminiscent of perspective change in a video game. Yeah. The way it happens so quickly, you know, I want a side view. I want a back view. I want a side view. You know, like it, it almost felt like somebody was pushing a button and changing perspective. Yeah. So I I thought that was, it made that, you know, that of anything kind of made sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Just a lot of the other stuff that didn't necessarily... Um, yeah, I think at the end of the day, that's what it, it it's not it's not just the distraction of I don't get to how the video game works. It's mostly that I feel like we spend so little time in the real world with the real characters we're supposed to understand and care about that I don't know what's real and what's not, and I don't know where to invest my emotional energy. Um, okay. And because of that, I think it confuse it can confuse the end. Um, we obviously saw the end differently, um, but I think part of the reason we can see it differently is because we know so little about that actual situation yeah so um i think that's kind of kind of where i land but i don't i don't begrudge anybody loving this movie obviously i never Um, took it that you did so yeah yeah no it's it's these kind of things are fun and like i said big swings are always going to get bonus points for me so um bonus points for big swings Yep. Uh, anything else uh number one movie of the year for (laughs) really yeah definitely not for me i've seen i've seen three movies this year so this glass and uh, velvet buzzsaw. So there we go. There you go. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for checking out the Sif Spoil for uh, Serenity. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. I, I love it when we see things differently. It's fun to explore your brain and kind of how it picks up on things. So if you have any thoughts or comments, uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter or email or whatever the case may be. Um, and we will catch you back next week with some Lego spoilers. And there should actually be another Sif spoil in your feed right now if you want to check out Velvet Buzzsaw spoilers as well. We'll see you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.